0: Good Wednesday afternoon, guys. I'm Jerry Miller. It's the I Love Seville Show. Thank you kindly for joining us. We are live um, in the Macklin Building on Market Street. We are steps away from City Hall, steps away from the police station, steps away from the downtown mall, from the hedge funds, the family offices, from the heartbeat of Charlottesville, breweries, courthouses, parks, encampments, you name it. It's right around the corner. We're live on all social channels. It's an absolute pleasure to connect with you through a network that we uh, have cobbled uh, together through hard work and sweat equity over the years. A network we are proud to call our own, where the chitter chatter of Charlottesville, Virginia originates, percolates, and circulates. I like that, Judah. Judah Wickower is our director and our producer. He has become a key component of the show. In fact, I was at uh, Curtis and Julian's wedding on Saturday having a conversation with Curtis about the show. Curtis routinely ha- has an alarm set for 12.30 when the program starts. As if, if you watch this program, you know I'm a huge fan of Curtis Shaver. Um, and he said that he's been very impressed with your efforts on the program, that you've blossomed... That you are um, a key component and that your perspective is uh, valued, warranted, and uh, look forward to. Pretty much his exact words right there.
1: That's very kind of you, Curtis.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I appreciate it. Since, sincerely mean everything I just said in, in relay capacity from an inner circle friend and a dirty Curtis Shaver, the recently married man. So we got Marie Bet. Um, opening a third location on Maury Avenue and the, uh, mayor of Fry Springs shopping center, Terry Hinderman, uh, <laughs> Marie Bett and it's third location. I think is going to absolutely crush it. Judah. I want to talk about that on this program here. The Fry Springs neighborhood and that side of town is craving and coveting a, uh, a breakfast option. Um, so we'll talk about that on today's show. I want to talk about which neighborhoods have the best walkability. I would say adding a brand in a restaurant of Fry Springs, of uh, Marie Betts magnitude, undoubtedly drives home values to Fry Springs. Do you think that's safe to say, Judah? Yeah, definitely. Right? That's, that, that's safe to say with confidence and conviction, don't you think? Sure. Okay. John Blair, welcome to the program. Viewers and listeners, let us know your thoughts on this breaking news. We'll talk uh Fry Spring Station closing. Interesting, uh, interesting tie there. Um, Terry Hinderman owns the Morey Avenue Shopping Center. He also owns Fry Spring Station, not the restaurant, but the real estate the restaurant is housed in. P.K. Kamath, uh, friend of the program, a fantastic deal maker himself. PK, a commercial broker of talented proportions, PK, and one of the co-owners of Fry Spring Station announced yesterday in what I found to be somewhat surprising fashion that the restaurant, which had a successful run, 14 years, anytime a restaurant has a run of 14 years, you champion it as a success. I mean the shelf life for restaurants, we see it around here, is 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 three years or less. In fact, 80% plus of small businesses fail within their first three years. The restaurant industry is the most saturated niche or silo of business in Charlottesville and Alamara County. We all know this. Realtors second, although the word on the street is saying the, the, the um, collection of realtors in this area are, are, are very quickly deteriorating. The herd is getting cold, if you may. We saw some of the herd get cold during the pandemic when it came to restaurants. And perhaps this closure of Fry Spring Station after 14 years, a byproduct of COVID and, and, and so much of how the world has changed. I mean, you look at the restaurant industry, labor shortage, cost of goods have skyrocketed. The cost of labor has skyrocketed and finding labor is difficult. The consumer wants almost a different experience. Much of today's restaurant consumer wants a to-go scenario where they're eating at home without strangers around them while streaming their, their favorite content like the I Love Seville show on their tablets, their phones, or their big screens, and the privacy of their humble abodes. So we'll talk about that on today's program. I want to talk about the future of the Fry Springs neighborhood. I think this neighborhood has got an incredibly bright future. Um, We'll explain why. I'm going to talk on today's show what neighborhoods in the area have the best walkability, best walkability, and that walkability is not just bicycle, it's not just sidewalks or, or the ability to hop on a bicycle or a scooter in a safe bike lane, it's also the amenities around the neighborhood. We'll talk about that on today's show. I want to chitter chatter some UVA basketball in the program. Virginia gets a, a victory last night against a, uh, I mean a North Carolina A A N a- a- T team that is, you know, not very good. We'll put it like that. They were thirty point five point favorites over thirty point favorites according to the odds makers. They did not cover last night. But they didn't cover because Tony Bennett was able to empty the bench and play a lot of different combinations of of players. He didn't rock with the starters and his heavy hitters uh, for very deep um, into the second half. And that allowed UVA's opponent to outscore the Hoos by a point in the second half. We'll talk about that on today's program. We broke the news on today's show about Northrop Grumman. Investing $200 million into Waynesboro. That news went viral on ilovesevil.com. ilovesevil.com, the metrics for the website are through the roof. They are, they are absolutely sizzling, ilovesevil.com. 300 plus jobs created with this $200 million plus investment by Northrop Grumman. And it was very important to emphasize that the governor's cabinet and those who spoke about this, Judah emphasized the high-paying nature of these jobs. The high-paying nature of these jobs. They went out of their way when announcing this news to the I Love Seville Network to emphasize high-paying jobs. That's what Secretary of Commerce and Trade, Karen Merrick, told us. I want to get your take on the program about all this news, including the planning commissioners of Charlottesville. Are we surprised by this, Judah? The planning commissioners of Charlottesville last night in their planning commission meeting went loud and and vocal about the Ivy Road, 10-story, 130-foot-tall building with 242 apartments at the site of a bank, Truist Bank. We broke that news on iloveseville.com about the University of Virginia uh, opposing that project with a letter to city council and the planning commission. I don't think you're surprised by it. I think by now we know the planning commission. How would you characterize a group of, of appointed officials that... Deep Throat, this is a good question for you. Bill McChesney, this is a good question for you. Georgia Gilmer, Chad Wood, Kate Sharks, the Queen of Ivy. I love when Kate Sharks watches the program. Bob Yarborough, Aaron King, one of Western Amaral's finest graduates. I got every media outlet in town watching us right here on the I Love Seville Network. Literally, I'm, I'm watching them watch us, Judah. The news we talk about turns into news into legacy media. How would you characterize the planning commissioners? So vigorous and 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 active and vocal and and momentum driving with their support of dense tall large housing and 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 how about the uh, Charlottesville area Association of Realtors Charlottesville area Association of Realtors um, is now pushing up zoning. Through a, a website. This was sent to me by Deep Throat. Deep Throat, this is something I would have talked about on yesterday's show if it was not for the uh, Northrop Grumman breaking news here. The website is Seaville Housing for All. Seavillhousingforall.com. Seavillhousingforall.com. And if you scroll to the bottom of Seavillehousingforall.com, You see authorized by and paid for by the Charlottesville Area Association of Realtors and SevilleHousingForAll.com. I'll read some of the commentary from it. Charlottesville housing should be more more attainable. Tell city council to strengthen our community by supporting the Seville Plans Together zoning proposal. Charlottesville housing affordability depends on smart zoning decisions. Today, housing in Charlottesville isn't working for far too many in our community. Zoning laws determine how real property can and cannot be used in certain geographic areas. New zoning options outlined in the Seaville Plans Together Zoning can make our city housing more attainable. The C- this website is pushing upzoning. It's very much akin to the message that Livable Seville is pushing, an activist group that's essentially a lobbying arm of volunteers that are pushing dense housing, uh, bicycle and pedestrian safety. I'm all for bicycle and pedestrian safety. I'm not as a vigorous supporter of upzoning because my fear is the infrastructure is not there to support it. I also think upzoning is going to create speculation, which is not going to create housing affordability. In fact, I think it's going to backfire. I think it's going to create um, expensive um, housing because folks are going to speculate and and get opportunistic with what they buy, and then they're going to expect return on investment with their purchase. So a lot to unpack and uncover on today's show. How would you characterize the Planning Commission?
1: Uh, I mean, I've got to imagine they are thinking the same thing that the city council must and that's that uh we need housing and somebody's got to do something uh we can't keep pushing this off in terms of uh, uh you know buying buying land to prevent uh prevent building on ravana and uh it you know they're pushing uh they're pushing rezoning why would they not do everything they can to push this forward
0: commissioners um, chomping at the bit for ivy road to become a reality michael payne city councilor straight up said look if the rmd the company out of winston-salem rmd if they don't have an opportunity to build a 130 foot 10 story 242 apartment building on a little over an acre on ivy road then this potentially could go to UVA, and then the property gets purchased by the university, removed from the tax rolls, yep. and essentially is the university playing monopoly. You know, collecting real estate along a very short stretch of land to further their vision of the Academic Village 2.0, a vision that's clearly connecting the grounds proper to the Borsad. We talk about that on this, this program quite often. Um, a lot I want to unpack today. Let's go to Fry Springs and the Marie Bett news we just broke. Third location, their first location at Rose Hill. Rose Hill, more of a sit-down restaurant. Mm. That place is always packed. Yeah. They do a damn good job. I mean, the pastries are delectable. Downright delicious. The breakfast offering is quick. Fair prices, quick turnaround. The coffee is highly addictive. They have Petite Marie Bette on Water Street. Yeah. About a two-minute walk from this studio. That's a little bit of a different uh, cafe than Rose Hill. Petite Marie Bette, more um, grab-and-go. Order at a counter, get it. There's tables to sit around. But it's more for the downtown consumer and the downtown consumer is one that's either on a, a quick break or has to get to work or does not mind drinking their coffee or enjoying their pastry at their, at their desk. It's a takeout-focused cafe. The Fry Springs location in the Maury Avenue Shopping Center will break some news for you. You can find this on iloveseville.com. It's going to be in the Anna's Pizza location. It's not going to be in the entire space. That space is massive. Mm. The Anna's Pizza space is massive. It's going to be in a scaled-down, smaller footprint. I think the location is phenomenal. That Maury Avenue shopping center was a fantastic purchase. It's got tremendous upside. I think the Fry Springs neighborhood was chomping at the bit for a breakfast offering. Something for breakfast coffee. You have Atlas Coffee there, but Atlas is, is pretty much just Coffee. They do have some pastries, a couple of donuts, something that you can hold in your hand. But that's a coffee focus. Do I think Marie Bet 3.0 is going to take customers away from Atlas? Absolutely. Atlas is seeing this news right now and wondering how much of the customer base is going to be impacted by Marie Bet 3.0 opening. Um, I think the focus of this location is going to be somewhat of a hybrid Rose Hill Drive and Water Street with their third iteration. Here's why I'm saying it. Parking is not plentiful at the Morey Avenue Shopping Center. Right. So I think they're gonna focus on attracting foot traffic, hundreds of houses there. Yeah. Hundreds of houses. You've got Stribling Avenue. Cleveland Avenue, all down JPA, all around the Fry Springs Beach Club. This is right around the corner from Redfields, a neighborhood I know extremely well. Yep. A lot of people within, wa- I'm not saying Redfields within walking distance, but a short little jaunt, the Fry Springs neighborhood undoubtedly in walking distance. Yep. They're going to attract or try to attract bicycle and pedestrian based customers and also students and those tied to the Fontaine Research Park that are coming in from a grab-and-go setting. Right. I don't think you're going to see 50 diners, 30 diners, sitting down with their cars out front because the parking's not there for it. Do you think they do well in this spot? Yeah. Why? I
1: mean, like you said, there's an enormous amount of people living Right around there and uh, and there's not much uh, there's not much going on in terms of food I mean there are a few spots here and there, but I think uh, I think that whole area is ripe for uh, for some good uh, some good operations and Marie bet is clearly a good operation if they're uh, you know if they're ready
0: to expand um Deep Throat sends us this from a walkability standpoint. This is research from two years ago. The Marie Bett in Fry Springs would undoubtedly turn more of the walkability for the neighborhood to green from a coffee walk map standpoint. From two years ago, his research, what would you suggest what neighborhoods had the best walkability score? Judah. Viewers and listeners, I have this information. In fact, why don't you take your guess, then go to my Twitter DMs, and then grab a screenshot of what he sent us. This is data he compiled from two years ago. Deep Throat, is this data compiled based on accessibility to coffee shops, the walkability scores to coffee shops and amenities of the like? Which neighborhood in the city of Charlottesville, based on research he compiled from two years ago, would you, after you make your guess, go to my DMs on Twitter, grab this screenshot, we'll put it on screen. What do you think is number one? So this is based on how easy it is to walk to a coffee shop? Walk to amenities like coffee shops. I mean, I probably would have said
1: Belmont all day long, uh, but uh, do they still have
0: anywhere to get coffee there? There you go. Great question. Kind of running out, right? Um, Star Hill at a 96.54 hmm. score. A very close second. West Maine at a 93.19 score. Tenth and Page at 90.7. Grab that screenshot of my DMs and if you could put it on screen. That would mean uh, the world to me. He says Star Hill is the winner... As you can see, though, it is the sensitive areas that have the best walkability. The city is pushing the gas pedal and brake pedal at the same time. If the city wants more units in walkable areas, they should be in the sensitive areas. Sensitive areas, he means neighborhoods that are historically on the financial margin or on the, or have been uh, marginalized from a race standpoint, one of the reasons Phase Three dairy market was stalled was because of its proximity to 10th and Page, for example. <clears throat> Let me know when that's on screen, if you could, J. Dubs. He also says he would characterize the planning commissioners as smug, progressive, and potentially getting played by the real estate development industry. Hmm. I'll give you my bri- my brief bet take and my Fry Springs Future Take Now. This is going to crush it. This is a fantastic decision by the Marie Bett team. They will have a passionate neighborhood supporting their hours of operation, and they will get, as a secondary customer base, University of Virginia students from new dorms, There's a lot of dormitories of the new dorm variety, that's what they're called, right there. They will, as a third customer base, get the Fontaine Research Park, and it should not be underestimated its proximity to the bypass in 64, where people can kind of just get off and on real quick. To get pastries to go at the beginning or at the end of the day. I think they're gonna absolutely crush it. And I would not be surprised if Marie Bet 3.0 surpasses Marie Bet 2.0 from a gross revenue standpoint once it gets up and running and has a little bit of runway. I think 1.0 is cemented as the top revenue generator, as the OG and as the headquarters. I think other items I wanna be watching is the trickle over effect. I think Johnny Ornales at Guadalajara is going to see some added business and incremental revenue at his Guadalajara as potentially more people flock to this little epicenter of commerce or epicenter of uh, dining and drinking. I am interested by the news of Fry Spring Station announcing its surprising closing yesterday. PK Kamath, friend of the program, a fantastic deal maker, commercial broker announced the news yesterday, and he cited an ever-changing restaurant landscape, expensive cost of goods, and just the different nature of running a restaurant from when it was started 14 years ago. That's a byproduct of the pandemic and COVID. COVID and this pandemic continue to change the world we live in, whether we know it or are willing to admit it. Labor shortage is real. The labor that is willing to work understands its value and it's asking for more money than ever. Props to the labor for doing that. That is absolute fact. The cost of goods have escalated and skyrocketed. That's clearly what's happened. And you're starting to see a lot of small business loans, a lot of pandemic relief capital and money now coming due with monthly payments, which is squeezing small businesses significantly. Fry Springs Station, the real estate owned by Terry Hinderman, the mayor of Fry Springs. Interestingly, the Maury Avenue Shopping Center, also owned by Terry Hinderman, the mayor of Fry Springs. They are right next to each other. Whatever restaurant chooses to rent, Fry Springs Station has a fantastic footprint for success. Have you been in that remodeled gas station? It is sexy, it has al fresco dining. It has outside seating. It has a sweet bar with garage doors that open, allowing you to sit outside while looking inside. Has TVs everywhere. Has a fair amount of seating. Has an open kitchen. Has the genesequoa of being a remodeled fuel station, gas station. The only potential hiccup, if you may, is the parking. It's the parking. Folks will have to solve that riddle, the parking, at this spot. You can park on Jefferson Park Avenue. I do it all the time. My wife does it all the time when we go and visit these restaurants. We have no problem finding it. But still, it's a stigma and a myth that people have a hard time hurdling or clearing or saying, I can do this so weird, the parking conundrum around here. I had this conversation with uh, tenants of ours. <coughs> Look, I'll cut to the chase. You want to you hear a life hack? And and I got chastised by Dave Norris when he was uh, on this program some years ago. <coughs> I work I've work downtown. I've worked downtown for <coughs> how long have we worked downtown, Judah? Do? Ten I've, years. I've worked downtown before. <coughs> excuse me, I even launched this show. I even launched our businesses, God, 16 years ago in May. I was working for NBC 29 downtown. Worked for NBC 29 for eight years, I believe. I can legitimately say I've been working downtown for almost 20 years. <coughs> in that 20 years of working downtown, I have never once paid for a monthly parking garage pass. hmm now, I get 8 to 10 parking tickets a year. Those parking tickets, $20 a pop. 160 to $200 in parking tickets a year. That's called the cost of doing business. A monthly parking pass is $130 a month.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do the math, ladies and gentlemen. 8 to 10 parking tickets, $160 to $200. A monthly parking pass, a bone 30 a month. You do the math. The myth of difficulty with parking in this town is just that, a myth. It's folklore. Any Fry Spring Station? Put you on a two-shot. Any Fry Spring Station commentary you want to offer? Have you ever been to that restaurant, J-Dubs? Yeah.
1: I've been there. That's a great place, great pizza. <clears throat> um, I mean... You can't beat that patio. Oh, it's, it's uh, beautiful,
0: especially on game day. Yeah. You got the walk scores from Deep Throat? Yep. you put them on screen for us? Mm-hmm. These are walk scores that Deep Throat calculated for every residential neighborhood in the city. Research from two years ago, he calls it a coffee walk map. What surprises you? They're on screen now. Everybody look at the screen. Look at the screen. Look at the screen. The higher the score, the better coffee walk map. Did it surprise you that Star Hill was the winner? Not really, right? Because that's right on West Main Street. Yeah. It's just a hop, skip, and a jump. From a lot on West Main. No doubt. Tenth and page. In the third slot. Does that surprise you?
1: No, not really. That straddles the line between uh, Dairy
0: between. Market,
1: Shannanoa Joe's, yeah, and and all the stuff on uh, on Main Street as well. I mean, they're not that far. It's not uh, it's not an outrageous walk, you know, to hit Main Street from Tenth and Page.
0: The lowest number on this walk score, Locust Grove neighborhood. Fry Springs pretty low on there as well at 29 and change, but this was pre-Marie Johnson Village is the lowest. Oh, thank you for correcting me. He's exactly right. Johnson Village, deep on Cherry Avenue, the lowest. The closest walkability for coffee they have was probably corner with a K restaurant. Yeah. Outside of that, zilch, zero, nada walkability for a neighborhood in the city of Charlottesville. Barracks Road and, and has fantastic walkability. No doubt. Look at how Fry Springs, if Deep Throat's... Re- These are two years ago. Data he's compiled from two years ago based on a coffee walk map. Fry Springs, he says, will go green with the opening of Marie Bet. You make a legitimate argument that the Marie Bet... I'll, I'll make this parallel. Ready for this, viewers and listeners? Mas Tapas... Drove value for Belmont Homes like no other restaurant in the city of Charlottesville. Oh, yeah. When Mos Tapas opened in downtown Belmont, it made downtown Belmont sexy, appealing, and all the homes close to Mas Tapas benefited from an appreciation standpoint. You saw the same thing with Beer Run. Mm-hmm. Would you characterize Beer Run as as... Woolen Mills or Hogwaller? Bill McChesney, you're watching the program. Beer beer Run. Woolen Mills or Hogwaller? Deep Throat. Woolen Mills or Hogwaller for Beer Run? John Blair. Woolen Mills or Hogwaller for Beer Run? You looking that up? I'm not really
1: 100% sure about the uh, Hogwaller area. I'm
0: trying to figure out what exactly... John Blair says, don't forget yes, uh, that the Biotech Institute with the Paul Manning $100 million donation is going to be right there in the Fontaine Research Park. And the Biotech Institute is going to have two to 3,000 incremental people working there that are a hop, skip, and a jump from Marie Bett 3.0. Damn good comment for John Blair. He says this is a home run for Marie Bett, undoubtedly. Oh, yeah. McChesney, this is right up your alley. He says beer run is the brink of Belmont. Mm. You buy that? Uh, yeah, it is. You're saying it's still Belmont?
1: I mean, it's like it looks like it's right on the corner of the Woolen Mills area. And, uh, and Belmont's basically right next door.
0: I'd say it's... Uh, All right, so we'll call it Belmont. We'll call it Belmont Woolen Mills. Mas Tapas did for one neighborhood what no other restaurant has done in the city. Beer Run did to that Belmont, Woolen Mills area what second to only Mas Tapas has done. Can we make a legitimate argument with confidence and conviction that Marie Bet 3.0 will do to Fry Springs what Maz Tapas did to Belmont, what Beer Run did to Woollen Mills and to the Belmont Peripheral? Or do you make the argument, look, Jer, Maz Tapas was the first one there. And Fry Spring Station, they already got Johnny Ornelas, Guadalajara. They already got Atlas. They had Fry Spring Station for 14 years. It's not like they're creating the market like Beer Run did or like Maz Tapas did. I think it'll help,
1: but... I think uh, it would be hard to overshadow uh, um, the chicken place, right? Wayside fried chicken. Yeah, wayside fried chicken. I mean, that's, that's
0: practically, that, I mean, that's an institution, right? I'd say that's an institution. Yeah. I'd say that's an institution. He put a, he's got another map for us there. Deep Throat does. If you put that on screen, let me know when that's on screen, and I'll offer some play-by-play of the map. Bill McChesney says that's East Belmont, where Beer Run is located. East Belmont. Wow. We got uh, directional monikers in Belmont now. I like it, Bill McChesney. I like it a lot. Let me know when that map's on screen. I'll relay it live on air for those that are listening on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, live streaming in uh, in their vehicles across America to the I Love Seville show. I'll highlight some of the viewers and listeners watching our fine and fair talk show now. Holly Foster and Henrico, Dr. John Shave of Pro Renata, Rob Neal, Go Dukes, huge JMU fan, Heather Walker in Johnson Village, SHB Capasa Chica, Holly Foster Capasa Chica, KTP Capasa, Michael Guthrie, Johnny Ordalus is watching, Kristen Smith in Keswick, Marquise Johnson, Marquise, we'd like to do a little back-and-forth banner. My friend, I do appreciate your commentary on the show. Let us know your thoughts. J. Who Martin, Woody Fincham, Mr. D. L., Lauren and Keswick, Kyle Miller, Carol Thorpe, Ray Cadell, Dr. Wolf, Curtis Shaver. How are you, my friend? How's married life? How are things going with your beautiful bride? Have anything changed from dating to engagement to married life? Your wedding was Fantastic. Dean Russell, welcome to the program. Nikki Chambliss, Julian Shaver, hello. Tripp Stewart, the real estate investor, welcome to the broadcast. You got that map on screen? Uh, I've got it ready to go. Put it on screen there, J-Dubs. This is a map that Deep Throat put together. He says, below is our map of the results. Green zones are within 750 meters of one of the coffee shops on our list. Yellow zones are between 750 meters and 1.25 kilometers. Red zones are further than 1.25 kilometers. Our software measures the nearest point of a parcel to each coffee store, so some large parcels like parks may all show one color, even though not all of the parcels within the specific range. Here's the local commentary. Most of the city of Charlottesville is within 750 meters of a coffee shop. Greenbrier appears to be the Sahara of Seville coffee deserts. It is also useful to look at the cumulative density uh, function of distance to coffee shop by parcel. You can see that there are very few parcels beyond 1.5 kilometers, and one, 1.5 kilometers is not exactly a comfortable walking distance, but is certainly quite feasible on a bike or scooter. Man's a genius. It's like he graduated from uh, high school early. And he's like he, it's like he graduated from Harvard early, and it's like he uh, crushed it in the finance, the macro finance world, and it's like he crushed it with negotiating with foreign governments all over the world, and deploying venture capital all over the globe, and here in Central Virginia, Deep Throat, you're a gentleman, and you're a scholar, and I can't wait to play backgammon with you, my friend. Greenbrier, the Sahara of Charlottesville coffee deserts, Judah Wickower. Yep. Greenbrier, a tony neighborhood of two Charlottesville city councilors. But you didn't know that. No. Do you want to recount our bet for the viewers and listeners? Uh, Sure. Set the stage. We have a bet going. Are we on a two shot? Yep. What's our bet? Uh, it's a prop bet on... Oh, a prop bet. Good use of prop bet. Who, Short for what? Uh, proposition. Damn good, Judah. Well done, doll. Keep going. Uh,
1: the bet is on who will be elected uh, elected the next mayor. Since, uh, since our current mayor, uh, lawyer
0: Snook... Our neighbor, yeah. How many neighbor. steps are we away from Mayor Snook's office? Fifteen. Fifteen steps away from Mayor Snook. Twenty. Okay. Uh,
1: he's, an, I believe, announced that he will not be uh, not be running or not be not well. His term is accepting. up. Accepting, yeah. His term, his is, term up. is up. Two-year
0: terms. He served back-to-back terms. So the mayor, the position of mayor, which is more pop in circumstance, setting the agenda. And being more figurehead than actual city driver. For instance, in a strong mayor government like Richmond, Mayor Stoney that that man calls the shots. Mayor Stoney just announced he's running for governor. Nice. Mayor Stoney's got a lot of upside. In a weak mayor system like Charlottesville has, the mayor is more of a pop and circumstance dog and pony figurehead. Yeah. But our bet. Go
1: ahead. Uh, Our bet is on who will be uh, elected the next mayor. And Judah Wickhauer took? I went with Michael Payne, and Jerry went with Juan Diego Wade.
0: You went with uh, Major Payne, and I went with JDW. And what's the bet? The bet is a bottle of, uh, did we? We said bourbon. Okay, yeah. Well, we can do scotch if you want to do scotch. I don't care. Do you prefer?
1: No, bourbon is fine.
0: We can do whatever you want. You get to pick the juice.
1: I don't mind bourbon. And at I think
0: all. we set a cap. Did we set a cap? Yeah. What was the cap? $50. $50. That'll get you a nice little. I wonder, you're not going to get top shelf. Get mid shelf. Yeah. Mid shelf's still good. And we also had a little caveat. A little, a little caveat mm-hmm. for fairness in this. Somewhat democratic oh, yeah, setting we call yeah. <clears throat> the Miller Organization.
1: Yeah. No matter who wins, uh, we don't drink from
0: this bottle uh, without the other. There we go. So we both win. <laughs> so we, Well, <laughs> someone's going to win more than the other. Right. To the tune of $50. Exactly. But the loser doesn't really lose. Yes. Now, you can't be drinking out of that bottle and filling it with water like I was doing as a teenager. Were you, did you do that as a teenager?
1: We didn't have a whole lot of bottles of alcohol in my parents'
0: place. And my I got the grandmother had
1: so many bottles of, uh, of liquor that... Uh, you didn't
0: get in much trouble growing up, did you?
1: Oh, I got into a lot
0: of trouble you're, growing you're up. You're truly in, in a little bit of trouble from time to time. Which I think the viewers and, li- viewers and listeners know that, I, 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 I believe. Um, what do you think the future of Fry Springs looks like?
1: Uh, I think it looks good. I mean, they've got a new coffee shop. Um, I think uh, it's also, you know, everything near the school is going to continue to do
0: well. Got a new school opening there. Biotech. Yeah. Straight up said, two to 3,000 new people working there, all yeah. with high-dollar jobs. Right. I think if you own real estate in the Fry Springs neighborhood, if you own a house or you're operating a business in the Fry Springs neighborhood you have significant tailwinds behind you. I'd be curious if Fry Spring Station, PK, and Ben Thompson and his team, if they considered trying to push forward until the Biotech Institute opened. Now, Hmm. I understand running a restaurant is a slog. It is not a, it is yeoman's work. But you got two to 3,000 additional people about to uh, Call Fry Springs their epicenter of employment, and they got bags of money that they're going to be earning, and they're a hop, skip, and a jump, literally and figuratively, figuratively away from this restaurant. I think Hinderman and his uh, Stadium Row LLC and his ownership of the gas station converted into a restaurant is in a significant driver's seat mm. with this biotech institute opening. I mean, a huge driver's seat. I think Maury Avenue Shopping Center, the Maury Avenue Shopping Center, just giving some advice out there, it mm-hmm. needs a name. It needs a brand. Yeah. It needs a moniker. No doubt. It, it's, 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 you know, what should we call the Maury Avenue Shopping Center? The Maury Avenue Shopping Center needs a, needs a brand. JPA Place? JPA Place? I got one for you. Viewers and listeners, what do you think of this? Can I get a drum roll over there? That's excellent. That's very good. Uh, I don't know. How about the shops at Fry Springs? It's not bad. The shops at Fry Springs for that shopping center. You rebrand it. You get some aesthetic. You get some signage little more curb appeal. Marie Bett will be your ringleader tenant that mm. creates trickle over foot traffic. And bing, bam, boom, the shops at Fry Springs. And when that shopping center becomes even more sexified and beautified, the homeowners win. Like the homeowners won with Moss Tapas in Belmont and with Beer Run in East Belmont and Woolen Mills. Yeah. The shops at Fry Springs. I like it. That's pro bono. That's pro bono for the mayor. Right there. It's pro bono. Um couple other I got a 130 with a uh, deal maker. So don't I gotta be off here at the 125 make 125 marker To get ready for the 130 call with the deal maker. Anything you want to add when it comes to planning commissioners pushing the 10-story, 130-foot-tall, 242 apartments on Ivy Road at the site of the Truist Bank or Northrop Grumman pushing 200 mil into Waynesboro? What do we call Waynesboro? Waynesborians? What was the proper terminology? What was the Uh, best moniker that we said? did
1: we find, figure out a best? I, you liked one best. Uh, I don't know if I liked it the best. I thought it was the most entertaining. Uh, that was uh, uh, Wayne's Bourgeois.
0: Was it? Wayne's Bourgeois. Wayne's Bourgeois.
1: I think, it's, I think bourgeois is where you get your, your, one of your favorite words,
0: bougie. Oh? I could be wrong. You're saying bougie is one of my favorite words?
1: I've heard you use it a lot. <laughs> I also use assimilate
0: years. a lot percolate a lot. Oh,
1: yeah. I don't think there's a U in there, though.
0: (laughs) I try to throw uh, wrenches in these words to get you to respond. Uh, John Blair on LinkedIn, this is a fascinating question about Fry Springs for you, Jerry and Judah. I think Marie Bette is more of a sign of gentrification of Fry Springs. Wayside Chicken and Subs, the Guadalajara, are all pretty affordable and working in middle-class restaurants. My wife and I go to all three pretty often. But Marie Bette will definitely help attract those biotech people to the neighborhood. Do you believe that the average Wayside customer is the same as the average Marie Bette customer? I do not. This is an amenity 100% geared towards them. That is damn good from John Blair. John Blair, if you were here, I'd give you a flying chest bump and a pour of top shelf scotch age 15 years, a gift courtesy of Johnny Ornalis, the owner of Guadalajara, the owner of Mexicali on uh, West Main Street, a, a restaurateur extraordinaire, and someone I'm proud to call my friend. He's watching the program right now. Do you believe, Judah Wickhauer, that the average Wayside customer is the same as the average Marie Bet customer? And do you believe that this will yield gentrification to the Fry Springs neighborhood?
1: Average, no. i do believe there's probably going to be quite a lot of overlap, and I don't know that uh, I don't I don't think that uh, that Marie Bet by itself is going to overly influence uh, gentrification in the in the neighborhood.
0: Some of the viewers and listeners are chiming in with my favorite words. Jamie Turner, the mayor of Gordonsville, says, "Jerry's favorite word is undoubtedly." Undoubtedly, Judah. Undoubtedly. That's pretty good. I can Kevin Yancey in Waynesboro says the Fontaine Walk for the name of the uh, shopping center. Hmm. And he says, Pappy Van Winkle is what you got to have on your shelf. And when Judah loses, he's going to buy Jerry a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. Let me write that down. I, I, <laughs> do you know the price of Pappy Van Winkle? <laughs> is it out of my range? Uh, I'm going to give you the price. Let me see if I can find it. Well, Judah, if you want to get a twelve-year-aged bottle hmm. of Pappy Van Winkle, a seven fifty, it's going to cost you a cool one thousand and seventy-nine dollars. Wow, one thousand seventy-nine dollars. We'll stick with the 50 fifty-dollar threshold right there. It is damn good bourbon. I've had the pleasure of having it. Jamie Turner, that was hilarious. You legitimately made me chuckle. Does Marie Bet coming to Fry Springs yield? Uh, expedited gentrification for Fry Springs is Marie Bett opening at the shops at Fry Springs we're just going to call it the shops at Fry Springs is Marie Bett opening at the shops at Fry Springs to try to capture the two to 3,000 six figure workers at the Paul Manning Biotech Institute which are a quarter mile down the road
1: I don't think that in and of itself it will I think uh having the biotech institute there will certainly speed things up, but uh, I can't see people wanting to move to the area because of Marie bet more than them working at the bio they will always they'll already want to live near where they work uh, so that will draw them to the area I don't know that people will necessarily. Want to move there specifically for Marie Bet?
0: Just my take. I think the Paul Manning Biotech Institute drives gentrification, and Marie Bet 3.0 is trying to capture the market before the market becomes the market.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: The Paul Manning Biotech Institute, UVA has already set two to three thousand. New people, new to the area. Mm-hmm. Judah makes a damn good point. They're going to want to live close to where they work, especially something like the city where it's got walkability. The, the JPA stretch where you go to Fry Springs Beach Club, you know that stretch of JPA? That's JPA yeah. extended? Cuts off. Yeah, that L? Yeah. That's got beautiful homes. Yeah, definitely. With large lots. Yeah. Okay. Down Stribbling Avenue, beautiful homes. A lot of people don't even know the neighborhood Huntley down Stribbling Avenue. Mm-hmm. Beautiful homes. Those side streets off JPA Extended, beautiful homes. No doubt. Those homes will appreciate in value and their tax base will uptick. i got to be off the call, off the show in 120 seconds. Vanessa Parkhill says, forget the price on Pappy. First, you need to find a bottle that someone is willing to sell to you guys. (laughs) Any of the viewers and listeners that want to bring us some Pappy, we won't say no. Right? We won't say no. Yancey says, that's sipping liquor. Yeah. Bill McChesney says, after doing more research, I'm going to call Beer Run the Martha Jefferson Neighborhood. Hmm. So the Martha Martha Jefferson Neighborhood, the old hospital, that would be Locust and High. The LLC that purchased the CFA Institute, a shell company, High Low LLC, which was a play on Locust and High Street. No, it was Low High LLC. Or was it High Low? I think it was High Low. In fact, I got the GIS open right now. Let me just go to the trusted GIS here. High, maybe it was low high. It was low high. Low high LLC. Low high LLC going to ownership history $21,900,000 in July of 2023 this year for the CFA Institute. Low High, LLC, purchasing 915 East High Street. You take the address, 915 East High Street, you put it into Google, you can click a little images and bing, bam, boom. There she is. Good work done right there by uh, Tallheimer on Low High. Um, Kevin Yancey says, what age do you want? Wow. Beggars are not choosers, Kevin Yancey.
1: Definitely not. Beggars good.
0: are not choosers. If you want to <coughs> give us some pappy, beggars are not choosers. I'm going to respond to him. 30 seconds closing thoughts here so I can prep for my 130.
1: Well, I think it's a sad day finding out that... Uh, <clears throat> that uh, uh. Hold on. Uh the Fry Spring station is closing, um, but definitely excited and proud of the owners of Marie bet for uh for really killing it and obviously being in a position where they can expand their business i think that's uh phenomenal and uh wish them continued success and hopefully uh yeah they 'll make the uh, uh the shops at Fry Spring. Really pop.
0: I like it. I like it. I like it, I like it. Um, I'm excited for uh, the Fry Springs Quarter. I'm excited for the neighbors and the neighborhood. I'm excited for the upside and the potential. Uh, I'm excited for the community. Um, I think that this is an interesting time to be an entrepreneur and a business owner. No entrepreneur and a business owner right now is working in an ever-changing times. Um, that's the I Love Seville show on a Wednesday. tomorrow. show, more news for you. Get ready and giddy up. Thank, thank you kindly for joining us. For Judah Wickhauer, I'm Jerry Miller.